Before we get into today's episode, I have a quick message from my sponsor, Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud hosting platform that simplifies your web hosting experience. The platform allows businesses to focus on their growth and have complete peace of mind with 24-7 support and flexibility to scale. Can we just say support is hugely important when it comes to hosting? And thanks to Cloudways, they are offering an exclusive discount for the Kim Doyle Show listeners. Visit cloudways.com and use the promo code KIM20 to get 20% off for two months on the hosting plan of your choice. All right, guys, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to F the Hustle. I'm your host, Kim Doyle. You want a life that is meaningful and exciting. In this podcast, we're going to talk about launching and growing an online business that fits your lifestyle. F the Hustle is all about doing good work, building real relationships, and most importantly, creating a business that supports how you want to live your life. You don't have to sacrifice the quality of your life today to create something that sets your soul on fire. And yes, that includes making a lot of money. So we'll be talking about selling, charging what you're worth, and how earning more means helping more people. My goal is to help you find freedom and create a business on your terms. Hey, what is going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of F the Hustle with Kim Doyle. I'm really excited about today's episode, but I'm going to go ahead and warn you that it is a little bit of a doozy lengthwise. So, you know, you never know with with how off script I go where this stuff could end up. So I will ask for your patience ahead of time before I've even (laughs) gotten into the actual show notes, um, because this is something, oh, I'm just excited. Today's episode is called Being Called to Step Outside Your Comfort Zone. This is episode 94 of After the Hustle with Kim Doyle. You know, I do need to do a little bit of math and look back, because I'm sure this is more like 400-something, if I go back to the WordPress Chick podcast I've mentioned before that I don't know why I decided I needed to start at zero when I changed the name of the podcast. Same feed, same audience. What are you going to do? And at this point, I talked a lot about just editing the the episode numbers and whatever. But it has been seven, eight, nine years since I've been podcasting. Bear with me. I have two bottles of water here. Just to keep things interesting, I will be imbibing a little bit as we go. Well, not anything fun, just water. All right, let's go ahead and jump into it, shall we? Um, I I do want to do my little sort of update, catch up to speed on things simply because uh, life has just been busy. My daughter was here last week, a great visit. And the only bummer is we are entering the rainy season. May's been t- May was particularly not is, May was particularly rainy, I guess. It was my first full May here. I have officially been here a year now, which is exciting. Happy anniversary to me. I have officially renewed my lease for two more years. I don't know how official it was. I told the landlord I'd love to stay two more years. He said it would be a pleasure to have you, and that's as far as it's gone. So, poor Vita, what can I say? But um, yeah, I've got a few weeks until my sister and my niece are coming to visit, which I'm really excited about. Um, We'll be at my place for a few days, and then we're going to do a few days at a hotel. So that'll be a little bit of a nice break for me. But 
During this three-week window, I feel like I've had a lot of work to do. I'll bring my laptop when we go to the hotel, of course. I'm getting to this point where, you know, it's it's interesting living somewhere that people want to visit because you want the company, right? I do. I, I love having family and friends come visit. It's a great way to see them. <laughs> I had a few visitors in Boise. Mind you, it was COVID, but I still don't think I would have had quite the interest that I've had living in Costa Rica. Um, but there's also you got to find a, that balance between having company and spending time with them and then doing all the touristy stuff, which I'm sort of over unless I go visit different parts of the country, which I think my daughter and I are talking about doing maybe on one of her trips going a little further south and checking out other places. But girls got work to do. So we're back to work, back to business. All right. Let's officially get into the episode. <laughs> It has been a long time since I felt this much excitement and nervousness about my business. Probably, I, I, you know, it's, I was talking to my therapist yesterday and, or, well, I was yesterday, but she actually said a couple weeks ago that she doesn't recall seeing me this excited. And um, I, I was trying to think back. I, I really can't remember feeling this. I do remember being really excited to start my business, but along the journey, you know, even with all the different pivots I've made, this feels really, really big. It is time to step outside of my comfort zone and it's been a long time coming. In fact, I'd go so far as to say, this is what I was put on this planet to do. And as nervous as I am, I know I'm going to do it, which is partly I would say it's probably a piece of why I share stuff, share so much publicly. Accountability works well for me, but I don't expect other people to hold me accountable. I set things up, right? So if I say something, it's, and and don't get me wrong, guys, I'm sure there are plenty of things that I've said I was going to do, and then that fell to the wayside. But when I make these big declarations, it's like, oh my goodness. And I tend not to put something out there until I have a deeper knowing within myself that I'm going to follow up. And, and implement, launch, do whatever. So I recently shared in the F the Hustle newsletter, which by the way, if you're not subscribed, go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F, the letter F, the hustle, all one word. But I recently shared in the newsletter that I was going to be diving a little bit deeper content wise into mindset and psychology and life in Costa Rica through the newsletter. But honestly, what it really means is that I'm going to go all in with F the Hustle on Kim Doyle. I'm not going to stop talking about digital marketing because it's what I do, right? And it's honestly what, without it, would F the Hustle have been born? I don't know. Um, I would like to say, I don't know what I would like to say. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm going to just trust that's why it was birthed. But there's a bigger message with F the Hustle that goes deeper, a lot deeper than being sort of anti-hustle as we know it in this space, in the entrepreneurial space, that whole push to hustle and grind and all that bullshit. Um, But it goes deeper than the anti-hustle and doing the work. F the Hustle for me and what I'm going to really be working on expressing clearly so that there's a framework for everybody to apply. Um, but F the Hustle is really about what you want your life to look like. I've shared a lot on the podcast throughout the years about my beliefs, mindset, spirituality, self-help, therapy, you name it. But I've held back 
Um, and I think I've held back mainly because I was afraid of how it would be taken. And I wasn't sure how to merge that side of me with the business side or, and or maybe, um, how to create a business around that. And I see a path now and I'm freaking thrilled. So here's what we're going to do with this episode. I'm going to share this, i.e. process this <laughs> with you like this. We're going to talk about what led me to this decision, what it means for my business, and how I'm going to do this. I am also going to share the fears, the doubts, and how I'm working on managing my thoughts in order to achieve what I want and make this happen. So the first little area is what led me to this decision. And I've been very transparent about all the transitions in my business. And I've never really thought twice about it because everything fell under the quote unquote digital marketing umbrella, right? I went from the WordPress chick, wherein I ended up creating an outsourcing company. I started doing coaching. Then we did the done for you podcast services. I had an attempt at a SaaS with a wonderful person and that didn't pan out. Um, multiple reasons I've gone into <laughs> in a whole other episode. Um, I pivoted to my personal brand from the WordPress chick. Then we launched the content creators planner. And since I have pivoted to focus on email and newsletters under the personal brand, and I will have an update for you on the planner brand probably in a week or two. So stay tuned for that also. But as I go through that, it's kind of like, whew. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it all makes sense to me, right? It's a natural progression. And the interesting thing is that as I was living it, going through all of that, it all felt like this very, um, it was sort of seamless transitions. I made announcements and shared that I was doing it, but it all felt like the logical next step. I also know this about myself. I would get super bored if I had been doing one thing for 14 years. I, I, so I know it about myself. Even when I worked in retail management, I took every opportunity to open a new store, go for the promotion, take on a new challenge. You need help in another state? Sure. I'll, I'll get me a plane ticket. I'll go help open that store. Like I just, I did whatever I could because that's just how I'm wired. And, you know, it's not about whether or not you feel complacent. It's about what fuels you. And all of those things are what fuel me. In the entrepreneurial space, you're supposed to niche down, pick one thing and focus on it, which I did, you know, for... I, I would say each of those things really, honestly, I just feel like they're all stepping stones to where I'm at today at this point. Um, and based on the the topic of today's podcast, guys, I am sure I'm going to go off script a lot. So bear with me. Um, but with each thing I did, nothing grabbed me enough to want to do it long term. And something about each of those things made me feel stuck. I think this is also why I love the space. Like tech and the web moves so fast. Um, and as much as it can be challenging because you master one thing and next thing you know, now you need to learn something else. You need to learn a new platform or a new tool or whatever. And the bottom line is you really don't. You don't have to learn those things. But when you're someone who likes to play, you know, I find all that exciting. I love how new opportunities present themselves all the time. The trick here, broken record moment, <laughs> is that you have to master the fundamentals so you can apply them 
to the new opportunities. I don't feel like I've mastered the fundamentals, but I'm always practicing them, meaning I'm working on mastery. And for me, those are writing specifically for the web. Um, and that encompasses content, email, copy. The more I practice it, the better I get, the more it resonates, the more it connects. And it applies to every type of content I do. That's what I find because there's something about the process of writing. And I think I'm going to do a, I don't know if I'm going to do a podcast episode or just a post. Um, a new friend uh, recently asked me what my writing process was. And I was like, I just write. <laughs> but actually, I do have a process. So I'm going to put that into something a little bit more um, digestible and tangible than just <laughs> me being unhelpful and telling you, I just write because it wasn't always like that. Um, you know, but it's so it comes back to for me again, writing, publishing, ma- learning sales. And so when I say sales in the post, I've just written sales, I'm really talking about how to sell. And what does that look like in a way that I can be me, not feel gross, but at the same time, understand that if sales are not a natural process, that part of selling is being uncomfortable until you learn your own process and you learn, right? But I am willing to, (coughs) excuse me, I'm willing to try stuff and then evaluate. How did that feel? Was this in my voice? Did I make sales with this? Did I not? Whatever that is. And I know with every ounce of my being that when I go into something feeling like it's not in alignment with who I am or how I normally communicate, how I show up, I don't expect it to sell. And so I, therefore I create, (laughs) I create zero sales, right? Um, But again, fundamentals, publishing sales, traffic, figuring out traffic, and then lead generation, which I'm doing with Jason. We're really testing and applying that through Deliver It, which is a free newsletter, getdeliverit.com. Do you like my little commercial breaks here? Um, Where we're just building an email list from scratch. So you can follow us there and we're sharing what we're doing. And the fundamentals of each of those are study and practice. Boring, I know, but hot damn if they do not work. And it's it's kind of like, (laughs) I don't know what it was. Maybe it was my massage therapist. She's. We were talking when my friends were here. We ran into her to book appointments. And I had to get out my phone. And she was like, pointed to me. And she said, Espanol. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. So what am I doing? I'm back at it. I'm committed to becoming fluent in Spanish. What that looks like, I don't know. But for now, I'm working with Duolingo. There are conversational groups that I can go to in person here. Um, and I'll start doing that. But for the time being, maybe until I have less visitors, I'm going to practice every day. Might be five minutes. More often than not with Duolingo, you get in there and I'm like, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. But I'm committed to doing it every day. So again, not exciting, but man, it's going to be really exciting when I can speak to people (laughs) without my phone um, or without relying on friends. Anyway, um, so I shared in the last episode that a recent launch didn't go the way I wanted. It was called When Disappointment Leads to Clarity and Ultimately Freedom. If you haven't listened to that, I would highly recommend it. It was a little painful to share, but I knew that in order to make the transition I'm making, I had to get the ball rolling. So we're going to back this up a little bit further, and we're going to talk about 
Kim as a kid for just a quick second. And it probably won't come as much of a surprise, but I was one of those kids. And you guys, as I was writing this, I was cracking myself up that me and my friends would put on shows in the neighborhood. Literally, we would like put little routines together and we would sing and dance and charge a quarter for people to sit on the lawn and watch. I mean, how can you not love the pure abandonment children have? They're just not in their heads. I also remember a time music was a big part of my life growing up. Um, My mom was a huge influence. I played the piano. I sang in children's choirs. I even rang handbells one year because she did that. Um, And my mom played the flute too. It was, it was wonderful. No regrets. Right. But um, (laughs) I remember with a friend in fourth grade. So what, like nine years old, we were, we were going to be rock stars. (laughs) Like we just were. And I, I, I distinctly remember sitting down and drawing out our outfits and the name of our group and what we'd look like on stage and all that. Zero expectations. We were just in the moment and it was delightful. I was thinking to him like, oh my God, if I were in California, I think I'd try to dig up a picture I have of my cousin, my brother, and I performing a routine we made to grease lightning for the family. How the hell I got my brother to do that is beyond me. There is nothing about he would he would probably be like, shut up, I can't believe you're sharing this publicly. He's so I don't know, Gen X. He likes sports. Ask my brother what he likes. He likes sports and movies. That's pretty much it. Um, but as a kid, my hobbies were music, art, and kind of just hanging with my friends. I played some sports. I mainly swam on a swim team for about 10 years, had a quick stint with soccer and basketball, but my hip surgeries sort of turned all that sideways. I'm sure I've shared that somewhere, <clears throat> somewhere else too. But anyways, everything I did came back to creative pursuits. I always had some sort of activity that I was in, you know, Girl Scouts. And then when I could, like in elementary school, junior high and high school, I was in leadership. But I had a lot of time to just be a kid. I would spend hours drawing and creating things in my room. I'm going to try not to go sideways with my distaste of how overscheduled I think today's kids are. I think kids need a lot more time to just play, but we'll go ahead and leave that alone. You know, then fast forward to high school. And again, when I was in leadership, um, I, I don't know how I stepped into this piece. Maybe it was all the performing I did. Like when I was in the children's chorus, I remember singing at 12. I sang a solo. It was called the Concord Pavilion to people who are in the Bay Area, but it's a big venue. Like I went and saw Kevin Hart there. So it's a decent sized venue, but it was a symposium of children's choirs. And so I sang a solo in front of like 8,000 people. Didn't think twice about it, just did it, right? And so I just, I have that thing in me. I like to perform clearly. Unfortunately, I was not given a voice like Adina Menzel. So we didn't pursue singing, but I gave a speech at my high school graduation. I was hooked instantly. I, I just knew you guys, I knew I had a skill and how I delivered it resonated with people. I even went on to be a speech major in college for a hot minute. I think my, my majors remind me sort of my entrepreneurial journey. I, I changed majors a few times. I started as an art major. I switched to speech and then I finally graduated with a psychology degree. And I will tell you the reason having switched psychology felt like at one point I was like, Ooh, because my therapist meant so much to me. I'm like, maybe I could be a therapist. I don't think I have that in me from the place of, and it's not a dig at myself. 
I just don't think that I'm wired for that, but I am wired to inspire and motivate and work with people in a different manner. But either way, I look at the fact that as an art major, I didn't pursue it, guys, because I doubted myself. I didn't pursue it because I didn't want to, quote unquote, compete or be judged for something that I love so much. That's what I told myself at the time anyways. And even with speech, as a speech major, I did great in my classes and giving speeches, but it was kind of like, what am I going to do with this? And kind of gave it up because I, I, I didn't see the path, right? Anyway. This is, and, and even the psychology stuff, like, I think, I don't know, I th- I've learned more in therapy than with a psychology degree, to be honest with you, and probably from stuff I've read and life experience, but, but whatever, no regrets. I did enjoy getting the degree. When I discovered self-help in my early 20s, it was like this massive knowing within me woke up. It was like, yes, I knew it. This is it. I knew there was another way to live, to think, to be a way that wasn't dictated by societal norms. And remember, guys, this was back in the early 90s. So the creator economy didn't exist. I was about to say like it does today, but it didn't really exist, period. You know, there wasn't a place to create and publish and put it out on to the world. I mean, I don't know, early 90s. I don't know enough about internet history to, to know. Maybe there were uh, message boards or something you could have done that in. But I, I didn't know this, which I always tell people, I told my son this so many times, I'm like, please remember that what I do for a living didn't exist when I was your age. So you have no idea. But I I just, this space didn't exist, but I was hooked. I was hooked on, on the curiosity of how people did things outside of the box, right? Even though I knew I was supposed to own my own business and I felt a strong pull towards entrepreneurship. Like i I don't know what it was, guys, but what was the first thing I tried? I'm trying to think back. Some sort of network marketing or MLM thing, I'm sure. Um, because it was that idea that there was another way to A, generate revenue, and B, do something that gave you a little bit more freedom. That was always a big thing for me was freedom, right? Right? I got to stop doing that. I am ending sentences with right like no one's business. Anyway. Excuse me. Um, So again, even though I felt a strong pull towards entrepreneurship, I still worked really hard at every job I ever had as though I was building a career with that company. My parents were both super hard workers and my brother, sister, and I all ended up with their work ethic, which has certainly helped me as an entrepreneur. You guys, unless I am having guests or not feeling well, I'm at my desk every day, Monday through Friday. It's just the way I'm wired. I like structure, gentle structure and a routine. Um, But no one I knew was doing anything outside of the traditional path. Although side note, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about um, as I was writing this, I've shared with you guys um, at some point on the podcast, I'm sure a gal named Cody Sanchez. She's the creator of contrarian thinking. She grew a newsletter to like a million dollars in a year her big thing is um, boring businesses is what she calls them. And she talks about there are so many other ways to get into business today. And she, the boring businesses she's referring to are like laundromats and car washes and storage and RV parks and all these different things. And that there's so many ways that you can get into that 
I mean, I paid for it. You can join contrarian thinking. It's a community. And right now I'm sort of watching, but I also love the idea of owning a business that doesn't require my name, my face, my brand, whatever. Um, and is, is a cash generator. Right. And a lot of these, right. The love of God, I need to put a, it's like a swear jar for me, but it's a right jar. Her point about driving this business, and I will circle back to this, was that um, a lot of those businesses are older generations and kids maybe don't want them or they don't want to keep it going. And there are a lot of ways to get in with no money down or very little. Owners will finance. I mean, there's a whole lot of ways to do it. It's very fascinating. And as I was writing this episode, I was thinking that my mom had an uncle who owned laundromats. And I remember at the time thinking, oh, boring, whatever. Well, you know, they didn't have any children. And so his inheritance went to uh, my mom and my aunt. And it was significant because he got into a boring business and then he was a great investor. And those are those things that my generation specifically and younger, well, my generation and older, I don't know, probably older, maybe people are much more aware of it today, but nobody talked about doing those things. If you had, you know, my parents worked hard, you worked hard, you got a paycheck, that type of thing. God bless him. No, no judgment. Anyway, but what always kept me going, always, 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 as I was, I think about this, and this is not to pat myself on the back. This is also a shout out to 20 somethings. I had an entire semester where I worked full time. And the two days I was off, I went to college. So no days off for an entire semester. And I was commuting to San Jose State, which was traffic to say the least, but it was a good 800 miles a month on my car, pre-gas being $6 in California. Anyway, so I would I would just, I read and I listened to everything I could get my hands on from people who were living outside the box, so to speak. And that's how I found internet marketing, honestly. What? It doesn't matter. I'm trying to do a, a timeline in my head and you guys don't care. So, But I came across, I had bought a CD set and I'm sorry, I know I've shared this before too. Uh, Mark Victor Hansen, he had an audio program. He is one of the co-founders of the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series. And it was called Build Your Mega Speaking Empire. He's The way he talks is funny. He does lots of rhymes and, and phrases and stuff. But it was on that CD set that I happened to hear an internet marketing person talking. And I was like, what? What? Like, there's a what? <laughs> you know, it just kind of stopped me in my tracks. But it it opened the door for me. Like I said, I've shared that story plenty of times. But it was like, I, I wish I had sound effects, you guys. I would cue Aladdin and Jasmine. Jasmine, you know, from the Disney movie, a whole new world opened up. And that's when I stepped into the internet in 2008. I've shared a lot before. Um, But the first site I started was the self-help chick. The issue, challenge, struggle, I'm not sure what I would call it um, with that brand was simply that I wasn't ready. I was not ready to stake my claim in a space with so many voices and experts and authors and I I thought I would create content and I was going to monetize it with AdSense. At the time was still a viable, you know, we're talking 2008. That was still viable. But 14 years later and a lot more life experience, I am freaking ready. I'm ready to be a voice and make my mark. 
So, of course, naturally, all the fears and doubts are popping up. I said this to my therapist yesterday in a session that one of the thoughts that popped into my head was, well, am I a jack of all trades and a master of none? And thankfully, she's helping me step into this. The first thought that popped into my head was Benjamin Franklin, who you could also say was a jack of all trades. And I would say he did okay, right? A few other unhelpful thoughts that came up in our session yesterday. Who am I to do this? What have I accomplished? What about X failures and mistakes I've made? How will I earn a living doing this? Will people dismiss it as simply another pivot on my path? See what I mean? All unhelpful. And if you guys are on the newsletter list, you know what I'm talking about. If you, Hopefully. <laughs> it was so memorable you remember this, but I'm going to describe it. Um, I have an image of a little devil smiling. And I refer to that as my ego. But I have nicknamed him hashtag effer. <laughs> as in, go ahead and say the word. I'm not going to. I don't know why. I'm just not going to drop the F-bomb on the podcast. But so that's what I've nicknamed him. The funny thing is when I shared that in the newsletter, a good friend of mine, thank you, Liz, sent me an image back with him in a birdcage. She goes, you need to put him in a cage and keep him in his place. I'm like, you're right. He, she, whatever. But again, all those thoughts are not helping me, but they're natural. It's it's a part of the process, right? Okay. I promise I won't keep calling myself out every time I catch the right. But again, all unhelpful. So let's rephrase it. And remember, I mentioned in the beginning of this episode that I was processing, as I wrote this, I'm processing it as I share it with you. So I'm going to take each of those statements and we're going to reframe them. So who am I to do this becomes, who am I not to do this? Why not you? I'm going to do little side notes on all these because I don't have an answer for that. I couldn't answer that question other than why not you go for it. What have I accomplished becomes look at everything you have accomplished. And I'm going to make a list as soon as I'm done recording. I whipped out my journal and colored pens again yesterday. And I'm like, what have you accomplished? Oftentimes for myself, I tend to look at the things I've accomplished as not accomplishments because I didn't have to struggle to get there. Do you know what I mean? Which is ludicrous. Things that are natural and are, you know, that flow for me and maybe come easier to me than others. I mean, the fact that I love to publicly speak, I mean, what is that? One of the top three biggest fears that people have, right? It's like, just because it comes easy doesn't mean it's not worth acknowledging. Do you know what I mean? And so what about X failures and mistakes I've made becomes that's how you've learned. All of those things brought you here. You're ready. And the other beauty I will say about life experience, and I have learned through the last 19 years of therapy, is that I will get back up. I know this about myself now and I trust that. I don't always want to hear it, but I do know that about myself. All right, next. How will I earn a living doing this becomes, you don't need to know that today. You can continue to earn with other things while you give yourself the grace to figure this out. Like, doesn't that just make you feel like, oh, okay. And it makes it more fun to approach the figuring out. When I put pressure on well, you have to do X, Y, Z 
this needs to do this. I, I told you guys, every time I put pressure on myself with a financial expectation is it just, things go sideways. And you know, it's interesting. I was listening to a, uh, a talk that Tom Bilyeu of Impact Theory, look him up on YouTube, was giving. He said two things that were so powerful. Money has a utility, but you have to let go of the outcome. Otherwise, it's not a sincere pursuit. When you come back to that place of a sincere pursuit, that's when things flow. He launched, if you guys aren't familiar with him, it was Quest Nutrition, I believe, a protein bar. He said there were 1,600 other competitors. Nobody wanted another, uh, another protein bar. And they literally mortgaged their house. They had to purchase the manufacturing equipment because of what they wanted to create. And all the manufacturers said it wasn't doable. They had to hire a mechanic to rejigger, for lack of a better word, the machinery. And they said, here's the thing though. I think I can do this, but if I can't, it's going to break it and you're screwed. <laughs> but they took the risk. So for him, it was letting go of, of the outcome. And it was, and it was really saying, this is a sincere pursuit. I believe in this. And that's what F the hustle is for me, guys. Money. I had this conversation. Sorry. Everything is a conversation with Susan. It sounds like about freedom always being my driving factor. And when she pointed out, you didn't have to have a certain level of income to achieve freedom. I was like, Oh, you're right. And the, and the income always comes when I'm having fun. All right. Again, the grace to give myself the space to figure this out. And I think it will happen. I want to say fairly quickly, simply because I feel like I've been working towards this all of my adult life. Um, and lastly, when people dismiss this as simply another pivot on my path becomes, this will resonate with the right people. Show up, serve, and engage. You do not need to be for everybody. And I'm not. I won't be. And that's fine. So as I was writing this, you guys, I thought, well, damn, that was pretty helpful if I do say so myself. <laughs> so here's a challenge to you. When those thoughts come up, write them down and then rephrase it. That was how I process this in order because I, and I want to share that with you as I do this, because these things are going to keep coming up. Thoughts, doubts, fears, all of that is going to come up. It's what I choose to do with it. All right. So let's now step into what this means for my business. It is time to clearly differentiate things. I have really tried to, I, I felt like I was trying to fit F the hustle into digital marketing instead of this bigger, broader sort of life path. I'm, I'm not sure necessarily. And I'm really trying to not make definitive statements about not knowing things because again, it's a process. So here's what I'm doing. And this is a shout out to my friend Devinder who one little sentence on messenger like blew this up for me. So I'm launching a new site and brand for email marketing, newsletters, and copy services. If you had asked me a year ago if I was interested in doing service work again, I would have thought you were nuts. I would have been like, bye, Felicia. From the movie Friday, in case you're wondering who Felicia is. Um, there's just no way. I, I would have thought you were nuts. I swore up and down, no more client work. And I really don't think of coaching clients as clients, as as it's service work. It's a whole different thing, right? But this was a no-brainer, complete no-brainer for me. 
So by the end of the site, and excuse me, by the end of this week, at the time of this recording, the new site's going to be up. The brand is called Inked Email. Very excited. I will be open for business. So I'm going to share this with my audience and list first. We're starting the process. Let's hop on a free call, 15-minute consultation. And then we'll put the marketing strategy into place when I've done the organic outreach because I want to have as many conversations as I can to get clearer. Like I know what we're offering, but one of the the benefits about actually talking to people, (laughs) which I know a lot of people in the internet space don't want to have to do, but is you really get to hear from the horse's mouth, so to speak, where they're struggling and why, what they're looking for and the language they use. And you get to then speak their language in your own copy and marketing. Excuse me. So the exciting piece of this is that my daughter is officially joining me on this venture as a partner. Uh, She is an adult. She's 25, but she has got a screenwriting degree and she has worked with me for gosh, 10 years now. She started in high school, putting content into WordPress sites for me. And so the timing is perfect. Um, and then our plan is to hire another writer and VA by the end of the summer, once we have the processes in place. So we're going to be offering ongoing email marketing. And when I talk about that, I'm talking about maybe you want to do, um, you know, like broadcast emails, like weekly emails, however you want to do that. We'll talk to you about that. And I'm just going to do a little disqualifier here. Maybe we're not going to do the implementation. I'm not going to log into people's email service providers, but if you don't want to do the implementation, I have referral partners for that, depending on your the service you use, whether it's Active Campaign, ConvertKit, MailerLite, Clavia, whatever you use, right? So I will connect you with the right person to do that. Um, this is strictly writing services. So again, ongoing email marketing, email sequences. So maybe you want to work this just to create your follow-up sequences, your sales sequences, launch sequences, events, whatever. We're going to offer uh, newsletters. I, we all know I'm obsessed with newsletters. I think it's a brilliant medium to become a trusted expert and build a relationship. And often I think newsletters can sort of be the gateway into more broadcast type story-based emails. Uh, and lastly, website copy and sales copy. So the process for this is that everyone we work with, we're going to start with a brand session. Once you have agreed to, and this is, the, these are paid, right? So the co- consulting call is free. And then the brand session is with me. And that is a paid recorded call. But we're going to use a story brand, brand script. Then there are three copy frameworks that we'll take from that and go create um, your copy foundation, essentially, for the brand voice and provide the foundation. All of that you'll get in a custom PDF for you. And the nice thing about that is that you get that. Maybe you hire us for one thing. Maybe you start working with us and think, okay, we're going to take this in-house, whatever that looks like. Ideally, we're going to make it so easy for you. You won't want to do that. But then you've got this foundation for other elements in your business, whether it's ads or maybe you want to test your own sales copy. Maybe you hired us for email, but you want to do a sales page. Whatever it is, you've got this foundation and this voice um, and things to pull from with the beauty of writing and really figuring this out. So at some point, I'm thinking I might want to productize this service. And I'm curious if you guys think this would be viable. But much like some of the graphics companies here, we got Design Pickle, Dear Designer, Kimp, etc, where you pay x amount per month for x amount of written content. Um, For them, it's like unlimited graphics for x amount of dollars, you can only have one project in at a time. Right? So there's a turnaround time. Um, I don't know what that would look like, honestly, until we have 
more structure and processes in place um, and more than the two of us writing. (laughs) And right now we're not going to offer blog posts and content writing um, mainly because Huge pause there. Apologies, guys, but I was I was pondering. I was thinking, what happens often with unless you're a larger company? I think when somebody hires you to write blog posts for them, they get very well. Maybe this doesn't sound exactly like me, but it's a process, right? And it becomes too much back and forth. It's just it's not worth it to me. I would rather focus on something where we've got more tangible conversion numbers that we can focus on, click-through rate, open rate, sales rates, you know, all of those things that matter. And I'm not saying content doesn't, but content takes longer to measure. And I have found, I don't know why I'm stepping, like tiptoeing around this. I have found that people that who want to pay for blog posts don't want to spend the money. People who understand email, newsletters, website, sales copy, they understand the value just point blank people who want to hire blog writers don't want to spend a lot of money versus people who understand all of this is more conversion based content. They're both value and both drive conversions, but you get my point. So I can see possibly offering some sort of repurposing, meaning turning story style emails into social posts, et cetera. But for now, that's what we're starting with. All right. So what does this mean for Kim Doyle? Holy moly, here come the nerves. (laughs) Oh, God, yesterday, I just, I couldn't shake when I was talking to Susan. I couldn't shake the nervous pit in my gut. We did. Thank you for the visual, visualization we did. But um, I'm I'm just, like I said, ready to sort of claim my stake in this space. This is going to be a process. You're going to see the content start changing a bit. And again, you guys, I'm a digital marketer. I'm certainly not going to stop talking about digital marketing. I'm just going to share how I'm doing it, what I'm doing, what's worked, what hasn't. I'll probably start with a new segment in the newsletter, title to be determined, and some sort of F the Hustle workshop. And I have a lot of processes um, and things that I've already created that, again, talking this through with Susan, therapist, um, I realized, oh, wait, I've done this. That's what, and that's how I realized, oh, I do have a writing process. <laughs> you guys, I've created so much. Specifically, I would say over the last, you know, five, six years, I've created a lot of things that completely support and are part of the foundation for F the Hustle. And so I've got to do a little bit of a deep dive into what I have and does that line up with the values that I'm driving F the Hustle with. So, um, here's the big announcement. Drum roll, please. I need a sip of my beverage. Maybe I should have gotten a beer. That's all right. Pellegrino what? Pellegrino it is. <sighs> F the Hustle Live in Costa Rica is coming. I am going to do a live in-person event with me in Costa Rica. I have wanted to do a live event for as long as I can remember. I mean, going back to, I think the first time I thought about this was 2010. Some of you like longtime listeners might remember I did a movie uh, back in 2010. Um, It was Women in Business 2.0. I don't even know if you can find the trailer. I went and interviewed a bunch of women in in the internet marketing space, blah, blah, blah. I then thought, oh, I'll do an event. Everything that doesn't happen, it can be a blessing. Remember that. But 
that's how far back this goes. So what, 12 years ago? Again, guys, I love speaking. I love teaching, connecting. And last year, uh, I started talking about doing an event in Costa Rica with someone I met down here. And it started becoming something I had no interest in doing. In other words, it did not feel like mine anymore. And the bottom line is, F the hustle is mine. (laughs) And I'm going to own it all, guys. I am ready to own it all. So it was becoming this, it doesn't matter what it was becoming. Here's, let's talk about what it's, it's going to be. Let's move towards something, right? So the event's going to be small. I'm thinking five to 10 people. It's going to be a three-day event, maybe one excursion. There are, I love doing, there's a catamaran sunset cruise where you snorkel and stuff, but it's an afternoon and they feed you unlimited drinks and you can, um, like I said, you can snorkel. I think some of the couple of the boats I've been on have, you could do paddleboard. There's a few different things you can do off it, but it's great because it's, I don't want to say 30, 40 minutes out to the snorkeling spot. And then as you're coming back, you're watching the sunset. It's, and you guys have seen my sunset pictures here. Anyways, this is not about a catamaran cruise. So that's maybe the excursion. We'll do a couple dinners, but we're going to do a deep dive into creating the life you want to live. Ideally, you then get to extend your stay and hang out in beautiful Costa Rica for a few more days, which of course you can write off. But I want to do a three-day event. I think that's plenty of time, you know, maybe like a cocktail reception before, but where we dive deep together, a small group of people. And obviously, I will be delivering the majority of the content. Um, I have one person I may ask to come and speak and do a little workshopping with you. But this is this is something I've wanted to do for a long time. So here we go. So the event isn't fully formed, obviously, but it's going to be a combination of mindset, business, and doing the work together. We're going to workshop stuff. I am all over the, you know, I love doing whiteboarding, mapping stuff out, getting clarity. There will be things that you sit and do and work with um, and hopefully create some amazing friendships. So to start with, I'm gauging interest. I don't have any idea about the price point yet, but there will be payment plans. Um, but I'm going to look into both a private home to rent, something where everyone can have their own room, as well as a hotel. It honestly depends on when the event is. Um, a private residence might be easier to find, as I've already started looking at hotels. And high season here is November through March, I believe. And the one hotel I was looking at, just limited space um, with rooms. Although, I don't know. If you're interested in coming, let me know. Would you rather stay at a hotel or would you rather find an Airbnb or a place to rent or resident? Either way, the feedback is not necessarily going to dictate, but it'll give me an idea. So the goal is to host this event this year, but it may be in January or February of 2023, which is still high season. But the goal is that people come down and get to enjoy less rain (laughs) than we've had. Uh, in the last month or so. So to get the ball rolling, email me, message me, just Kim at KimDoyle.com, message me on social, or just go to KimDoyle.com forward slash F the uh, FTH live. That's so funny. I'm like, what was I trying to write? Just FTH live. I can't even read my own. It's like, <laughs> doesn't matter. FTH live. And let me know you're interested. Again, that's KimDoyle.com forward slash FTH live. And just that's it. Just drop your email in and let me know. I, again, you guys, there's, there's no obligations. There's nothing, but I'm going to do this, whatever it looks like. Um, 
it's going to be phenomenal. I know I have no doubt it's going to be a wonderful experience. So, all right, let's move on to the last little bit of this episode, which is how I'm going to do all this. (laughs) Million dollar question, isn't it? So the three ways I'm going to break this down, planning, creating, implementing. Um, And I see all three of them as an ongoing process. They are not independent of the other, obviously. And I'm just going to share it as I go. So I'm currently in the planning stage, but I'm also creating and implementing with the new email services brand. Writing brand, I guess you'd say. I'm not sure. So the planning is twofold. Actually doing the planning and mapping because you guys know me. Visual mapping is a hugely valuable process for me. I love to do that doodling, writing, whatever. So that's going to help me get clear as I create. Excuse me. I do not know why. Maybe I've just been too quiet today in my voice. The second piece of the planning is a mindset. And I have a feeling this is going to be as important, if not more, than the tactical work. And again, fortunately, Susan is actually down in Costa Rica right now for a few months. Um, But even when she heads back to the States, we'll keep our calls going. That being said, she's a guide, right? Albeit an amazing guide. No amount of guidance replaces me doing the work and just showing up. But I am extremely grateful for for her support with this. So the creating is going to take on a life of its own, meaning it's going to have to evolve organically while I do the work. So I'm going to start putting out more of this type of content. Like this whole episode is a great example of what I'm talking about. I have a couple of new to me content channels that I'm going to step into. Well, not necessarily new to me, but back into YouTube. Um, I'm going to do F the Hustle TV and TikTok. I literally, yep, going to do TikTok. I put one video up in TikTok and it was a quick little funny thing I used. Um, I used a tool called Veed, V-E-E-D. Io, I believe it was great. I just did a couple little videos with my phone of a beautiful sunny morning. And then three hours later, pouring, you know, torrential downpour. And I just did some music and stuff to it. But here we go. So you guys, I'm like, probably most nervous about doing TikTok stuff just because it means me showing up more in a different way. It's super easy to sit here and talk to you for an hour behind the screen, but I'm also going to start doing video podcasts. <clears throat> I've been doing them with my guests. I don't have, my daughter will be editing those again, film school bonus, right? But we have to be able to repurpose some of this stuff. And so I'm going to take, and I will start recording the solo shows on video also, and trying to repurpose and pull snippets out for short form video. So we'll see how that goes. Um, am I doing it today? No, <laughs> that's just because I, I got into writing and didn't think about it. And um, yeah, I don't know, call me old school, but I'm not ready to show up without makeup <clears throat> consistently yet. Anyway, so I'm committed to sharing more of my day-to-day life in Costa Rica and what it means to pick up and move to another country, which was totally part of my journey to F the hustle. If Moving to a country whose slogan is Pura Vida, simple life, pure life, right? If that's not F the hustle, I don't know what is. Side note, you don't have to move to another country to F the hustle. Maybe F the hustle to you means setting boundaries. Maybe it means finally buying a property further out. Maybe it means ending a relationship, starting a relationship, whatever it is. Like you get to decide what that means. So 
for me, moving to Costa Rica was a very defining moment and my choice to stay in my journey to F the hustle. Here's the deal. Some days it might seem a little boring, but even on a boring day, I can still see the ocean. So it's still Costa Rica, right? Like not too shabby. Um, My day to day when I don't have guests, you guys, is pretty routine and I love it. But I'm thinking of doing things like a little video tour of my place. And I'm going to have to, I've shared pictures here and there of like mainly the views, but um, talking about the place and what it looked like. And I'll do some before and after shots. Like I think I've shared this in my bedroom. There was literally like a Pepto-Bismol pink, like bright pink wall. So, but I'll share some sort of behind the scenes too of running errands, you know, maybe it's like driving through a river, (laughs) which there is, it's called the monkey trail. Let's close this morning. So I I will not be, you know, deep diving (laughs) with the car, but, um, and then some of the places that have become my go-tos, right? Which are mainly like food and the beach. (laughs) Oh my God. My body really needs a break from eating out so much with guests. You just don't realize it, right? Like I do intermittent fasting and I am good to go till noon without, with just my coffee. But then it's like eating out. I don't know why I said it like that. Eating out is kind of part of what you do with friends and stuff, right? And it's just, whew. So I'm looking forward to the few weeks of no company to sort of get my body back on track. Um, But sharing the implementation is going to be easy. That's sort of a natural MO for me. It's what I've been doing for a long time. Remember my other hashtag, everything is content. So I'll share the tactical things I'm doing. Like I mentioned, kind of like Jason and I do with Deliver It, where we share very specific strategies for list growth and what we're doing, um, as well as the personal work I'm doing with Susan. The stuff that I do on my own. Um, and then with, I have a couple trusted friends that, that, um, I'm sharing this journey with sort of behind the scenes. And so some of the exercises, you know, last night I have this, um, bullet journal that I got. It was crazy girls, girl. That's what happens when you talk to women so much, you guys. Um, but I got this in 2018 and I got this with the intention of, I just pulled it out. Not like you guys can see it, but I got it with the intention of implementing the bullet journal system way too, too structured and rigid for me, but I fell in love with the dot grid paper and using colored pens. Again, remember I own a scrapbook store guys. I have a ridiculous amount of craft supplies and storage in California, but I went through this because I've been using it since 2018 and wow, it's, it's really cool to see that I've stayed true to what my heart wants for lack of a better word. I've done a lot of deep work with Susan when I was in Boise in the pandemic I I used my journal for a lot of collages and doodling and thought process. And it's, it's cool. It's really, really cool. Um, So that's some of the personal work. And as I, as I work on maybe a different framework or a process, I'll be doing it in here first. And so I'll share some of that with you guys as well. I am using time blocking to keep things on track. I shared that recently. I used to be so averse to time tracking because it felt so rigid, but I was like, Oh, this works. <laughs> you plan out. Oh, it's so novel how we create a mountain out of a molehill in our head. At least I do. So in addition to that, I think meditation and regular walks are going to be vitally important to stay out of my head and stay focused. 
And of course, taking as many breaks and as much rest as I need when I hit that proverbial wall, because I know that's coming. I know it's all part of the process. What am I doing? Why did I do this? All that shit just comes up. It's part of it. And, you know, it's like um, little things like whether scheduling a massage for myself, but making sure, guys, I was saying to my friend downstairs, oh my God, it felt sort of sacrilegious to be inside this past weekend because we've had so much rain and then, and then it was just beautiful blue skies yesterday and the day before, mind you just like inch, three and a half inches of rain last night. It just poured all, it actually woke me up. Um, but knowing that I need that space, I believe in that when it comes to creating things, you have to step away. The only way you get a different perspective is to put yourself in a different place. When you're doing the same thing, expecting a different result, we all know that insanity, right? We've heard that quote a million times. So I'm going to trust this process. Um, So that being said, here's what I need from you. I'd love your feedback, uh, your engagement, and probably most of all your patience as I build this in public. This is a whole different kind of build in public, you know, where Jason and I are doing deliver it as a weekly newsletter and sharing it socially is sort of like, okay, you know, and we don't have anything attached to it. We've got a summit that we'll be doing next year, probably. But other than that, there's not a whole lot of risk involved. And it's weird. I'm just sitting here thinking, is this risky, Kim? Or is this what you've been meaning to do forever? So I don't know. Maybe I, I really look at the risk that, you know, what just popped into my head was, a line from a book I've never read, but I've heard Wayne Dyer say this multiple times via his audiobooks. I wish when he was alive, I had a direct line to Wayne, but I didn't. Um, I was about to say, I probably have a more direct line to him now that he's gone, but I, I haven't mastered that skill set yet. Anyway, uh, the book, The Death of Ivan Illich by Tolstoy. And this line just stands out so great to me. Uh, the end of it, I want to say he was an accountant or a judge or something kind of crabby, miserable person. And this is all paraphrasing what I remember guys. But in the book, he is on his deathbed and he looks up at his wife and he says, what if my life's been wrong? So to me, that's the greater risk than pursuing this. I don't want to feel like I would have, should have, could have, you know, and, or that my life has been wrong. I can tell you sitting here, looking at partially blue skies and owning that I moved myself to a country I'd never visited and I'm willing to make this work too. So again, I'd love your feedback. Um, if you are interested in attending FLS live in Costa Rica with me, uh, just let me know. Again, no obligations. Come hang out with me for a few days in paradise while we map out what you really want your life to look like. And on that note, until next week, my friends, Vida. Have you signed up for F the Hustle yet? If not, now's the time. F the Hustle is a newsletter for vision-led entrepreneurs ready to ditch the hustle, grow a profitable business, and enjoy the journey. Just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F the Hustle to sign up today.